Welcome to Strong in Six, a podcast where you get to get the answers to what's bugging you the most as an entrepreneur and leader. I'm Sue Hawks. I've been an entrepreneur since fifth grade, and I know how hard it is to run a business. That's why I want to help you make it easier. Today's episode is about people getting the right people in the right seats to free capacity so that you spend your time doing what you do best. So let's hear from our first person and get into the conversation. I am Jennifer Ruland, broker owner of One Focus Property Management. In my experience, when you hit a ceiling, you're um, behind, you're always, you're kind of underwater, you're behind on your tasks. That's one of the symptoms of having hit a ceiling. and. I find that that's really a difficult time to start carving out more time for the personal development work that you need to be doing. Specifically, when I started integrating clarity breaks and meditation and specific time to do focused work, which was something I really needed to do personally to elevate my work and elevate what I was delivering to my clients, I found that it was difficult to prioritize that when I felt like there were so many other fires going on. What happens when I've hit a ceiling and I don't have time to do personal development work? So if you've ever felt like Jennifer, this should be the good news because it's giving you permission to put yourself in the equation. Hi, this is Dawn. Hi, Dawn. It's Sue Hawks. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for making time today. Yeah, no problem. This is Dawn Kane, CEO of Hot Dish Advertising. So Jennifer is really looking at a question around capacity, really giving yourself the space and permission to do your work as a leader. But what's the root cause of that problem? It's really not having a team around you to afford you that capacity. So how do you get the people right? Let's ask Dawn. So what's been your journey to building your team and finding the right people? And this is always a messy topic, so please be open, honest, (laughs) share the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, if I look back at the whole process with EOS, setting our core values, setting our growth goals, understanding the type of people we would need to help us get to where we wanted to be as an organization allowed us to reevaluate some of them and determine, you know, do we have the right people in the right seat? And if we don't, is there a place for them here or not? And where are the gaps? This is really what we're trying to do. How the hell are we going to get there? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, With, with, you know, the way we're structured today, is it even, is it a reality or not? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that the core values, um, it has given us a way to hire, I think, to promote and also to fire when needed. because if you're not living the core values, you're not aligned with really the direction that the company is going and with each other because everybody else is, right? And so I think setting that foundation was critical to having any sort of growth. And in that, did you have any struggles? You know, you're using the people analyzer, you're starting to talk about how does this really play out versus where we are? Were there pitfalls? Were there aha moments? 
Yeah, I think when you've clearly defined who you are and uh, as an organization and what you're looking for, and then you measure people up against that, you're going to find that you definitely have people that are not in the right seat and they may choose to leave on their own or you may choose to ask them to exit the organization or to change their role. And we had all of the above. Mm. <laughs> and in defining the leadership team had brought somebody, moved them up um, from a you know more junior position who she'd been with the agency again for a number of years, uh, very skilled at her job. And after being in the leadership role for, I wanna say it was probably about a year, we had recognized as a leadership team that she probably wasn't ready for that position yeah. and wasn't able to necessarily lead in the manner in which we needed her to do, but we certainly valued what she brought to the table for the clients that she managed. And I think she came to the conclusion at about the same time that she wasn't doing what she loved anymore. And she agreed and graciously moved back into her former role and is doing, you know, fantastic and is happier. I mean, there's always that fear when you have yeah. that conversation, right? That, yeah. oh my God, we could lose a great person because you know, we're asking them to change their role. And while it may feel like it's a demotion, it really wasn't. It was, it was the right thing for everybody. And again, I think it shows the maturity of this particular individual as well as, um, you know, her recognition that, you know, she really wasn't happy in that leadership role. She wasn't doing what she loved. So it's a win, but it's challenging. What gave you guys the courage to make the changes? I think deep down, we just knew we had to do it. We had to do it for the company. We had to do it to get to that next level. You know, we talk about being stuck and mm-hmm. uh, hitting that ceiling and in order to get past that, things need to change. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, shaking things up, bringing in new blood, um, we just, we knew we needed to do something. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So in the wins bucket, it sounds like you guys are growing great guns. If you looked back, what would you do differently if you had it all to do over again? Honestly, I probably would have started, we should have started EOS 15 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Seriously, I'm not saying that because I'm talking to you. I I do recommend EOS to everybody that I talk to uh, from a business standpoint, because I think it truly, it keeps you focused and centered and it's keeping everybody in the organization marching towards the same thing and just having that transparency with the rest of the team, it makes it easy to have the hard conversations Mm. when they need to be had, but you can also celebrate so many more wins. And I'll tell you, we have celebrated more wins since doing, you know, embarking on this journey. I think we're in year three than we ever have before as far as financially rewarding and sharing that with our employees. Uh, They know where we stand financially. They know, you know, pretty much, I want to say everything, but almost everything that's going on and why things are happening the way they are. And that goes a long way, I think, in helping them truly feel like they make a difference. And they do. They make a difference every day in, in our clients' work and in the overall health of the agency. I love it. So to summarize what Dawn just said, 
The intrinsic value of having the right leadership team who embodies and lives and breathes your core values is essential. Coupled with EOS as a framework to help you really truly catalyze that kind of commitment and that each person really truly gets, wants, and has the capacity for the seat they're in. That means they've got the DNA, they get it, they were born with it, they want it. That's the desire, the the excitement to wake up every day and do what they do, knowing it makes them better. And the capacity, meaning the capabilities, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, to do that work and do it well. These are the three building blocks that set you up with a stage that makes it easier to have those hard conversations. What's made it easier for you to have those difficult conversations specifically? Yeah, we, like I mentioned earlier, we tend to frame everything back up to the core values Mm because it usually is something along the core values is not clicking or they're not understanding. Hmm. Um, They may get it and want it, but they may not have the capacity or they may have the time to do it, but they don't get it. How we talk about um, things in the one-on-ones and the five-five-fives. So we're always talking about it. So when the issue arises, it shouldn't be that much of a concern because these conversations have happened along the way. And then it's finally like, you know what? Talked about it this many times. It's just not working out. Or how do we help get you there so that you can be successful? Listening to Dawn made me think of Jenna Spencer, founder and visionary of Assist Pro, who needed to do everything that Dawn was talking about during massive growth. Hi, Sue. Hey, Jenna. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. What's happening in your world? Well, life on the farm is pretty great. (laughs) And three children who are all very active in school sports. And we've just gone back to school. So things are hopping around here right now. Well, kudos to you. I always have thought May and August were the toughest parenting months there are because I think, you know, it's the transitions and managing them and some kids aren't great with that and some parents aren't great with that. And it's just, it's a lot moving. It is, it is. I've learned that I like August a little bit more because as a visionary, I work better with structure, Mm -hmm. but you know, moving like, cause it helps my brain just stay a little more organized. So I actually have been really excited for this season because we're going back to a routine. And while summer was really great, I'm excited for the routine. Yeah, I hear you. And imposed structure is great. Yes. Well, that leads into what we're going to talk about, which is people. So let me just ask you straight out, what do you think are the benefits of building out a team and the importance of hiring the right people? I think there are really two big things um, that we benefit from, from building a team, which is that it opens our capacity and it creates horsepower, like for the engine of the Mm -hmm. business. 
Mm. When you have the right people, like they get the vision, they're excited to be on the team and it like creates more energy for the company and the team. Just really try to get very, very clear on what you need. You know, what is the next hire that you need to make and really get super clear on that? Like, what are the roles and responsibilities? What is the avatar of this person? What's the personality for this role that you're looking for? You know, what is it about your team that you want someone to appreciate? Doing that like process of self-discovery was very helpful in finding good people. What did you discover while you were doing that? Onboarding is super, super important. Assume nothing. (laughs) The importance of cross-departmental communication, the importance of everyone getting to know everyone on the team and not just who's in their department was so important for the team health component. But then just for those employees to, to understand what they were doing, we had to really have all of our processes documented in every department. But then it opened up so much capacity. It was like, wow, okay, we need to elevate things as well. Oh, for sure. Because the company you were isn't the company you are. Um, And I love that you're saying that. So that communication piece, can you take that a little deeper? One of the biggest things we realized in communication was that sometimes we would update a process in one department and not realize how that process would then affect another department. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we would have an issue in the other department and be like, well, where's this issue coming from? And then we wouldn't immediately know to trace it back to, oh, well, this process changed. You know, that was a really tough learning lesson, but we didn't, but we were able to fix it. But the employees are the ones that really brought that to us and said, hey, you know, we've kind of, we're experiencing this. That's key. I mean, that domino effect, that's why the work's never done, you know? (laughs) It just never ends. From your side of the table, as you help people, you know, build out the capacity part externally, how has having a larger team really facilitated your growth, but also the speed and the effectiveness you have around that? It's more so thinking about what are the things that I'm not thinking about that I could delegate? There's actually certain things that I have on my list that I can delegate elements of that now because I have more of a team. So then I'm able to think even higher levels. So it's really just pushed us to be in the space of constantly elevating where before we were in this scrappy mode of everybody does a little bit of everything. And now it's, I have time to actually go deeper on my clarity breaks. I have time to think through this more. I have time to have a collaborative, you know, same page meeting with someone else about, you know, how our departments work together. So really being more in that headspace on a more consistent basis than like not in the doing and more so in the, the thinking and planning. What I love about what Jenna said is that increasing complexity accompanies increasing capacity and that delegate and elevate is really your key to the kingdom. That is an exercise that you must with discipline revisit to increase your own capacity. And her final advice before returning to life on the farm, 
get to know the people that are working with you get to know the people that you're working with you know have that real exchange of who are you and what's important to you and what's going on in your life you know i think that when you're in any company especially growing companies which you know companies running on eos are growing mm-hmm. um it's easy to get focused on all the things we need to do and all the productivity and getting our rocks done and like the scorecards and the l10s and so it's all these things but i think what has created our great feedback from our employees of saying i love this place and i it doesn't even cross my mind to think about what else i could be doing is because our culture happens in real time it's not like an event that we try to make happen and we do that through one-to-one conversations of really really knowing our employees and what matters to them and getting them to interact with one another so to summarize what we've heard When you hit the ceiling personally, when you feel like you've hit that capacity shelf, it's normal. Your job is to respond. Personal development is incredibly important. You've gotta have the space. And I like to say, you gotta create the space in order to have the space to create. You must, as simple as it sounds, but as complex as it gets, Grow your capacity by growing your team. That is the linchpin to your success. So thinking of myself in this situation, what I would tell you is when you're so busy, we have to refer back to that Zen proverb. I'm so busy today, I'll need to meditate twice as much. Take the space for yourself to grow your team and grow you in the process. Thank you so much to Jennifer, Dawn, and Jenna for their time and wisdom today. You can learn more at eosworldwide.com. Thanks for listening. Stay focused, be productive, kick butt, and take names. Strong in Six People Week is powered by Colby Corp. Colby helps people understand their own and each other's instinctive strengths and use that understanding to improve their lives. Colby shows you how to do more. Find out how at colby.com.